Welcome to Bible News Press. Our goal is to discuss biblical faith beyond cliches and buzzwords, whether such words are religious or political. Sometimes we sit around the table and fellowship. Sometimes we do a little time travel. It is all part of our journey with our Abba Father, who has given us the key to life. We do it with Jesus, and we do it together. Welcome. Hello, I'm Laura. I will be reading Matthew chapter 23 from the World English Bible. Then Jesus spoke to the multitudes and to his disciples, saying, The scribes and the Pharisees sat on Moses' seat. All things, therefore, whatever they tell you to observe, observe and do. But don't do their works, for they say and don't do. For they bind heavy burdens that are grievous to be borne, and lay them on men's shoulders, but they themselves will not lift a finger to help them. But they do all their works to be seen by men. They make their phylacteries broad, enlarge the fringes of their garments, and love the place of honor at feasts, the best seats in the synagogues, the salutations in the marketplaces, and to be called Rabbi, Rabbi, by men. But don't you be called rabbi, for one is your teacher, the Christ, and all of you are brothers. Call no man on the earth your father, for one is your father, he who is in heaven. Neither be called masters, for one is your master, the Christ. But he who is greatest among you will be your servant. Whoever exalts himself will be humbled, and whoever humbles himself will be exalted. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees! Hypocrites, for you devour widows' houses, and as a pretense you make long prayers. Therefore you will receive greater condemnation. But woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, because you shut up the kingdom of heaven against men. For you don't enter in yourselves, neither do you allow those who are entering in to enter. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you travel around by sea and land to make one proselyte, and when he becomes one, you make him twice as much a son of Gehenna as yourselves. Woe to you, you blind guides who say, whoever swears by the temple, it is nothing, but whoever swears by the gold of the temple, he is obligated. You blind fools, for which is greater, the gold or the temple that sanctifies the gold? Whoever swears by the altar, it is nothing, But whoever swears by the gift that is on it, he is obligated? You blind fools, for which is greater, the gift or the altar that sanctifies the gift? He, therefore, who swears by the altar, swears by it and by everything on it. He who swears by the temple swears by it and by him who has been living in it. He who swears by heaven swears by the throne of God and by him who sits on it. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you tithe mint, dill, and cumin, and have left undone the weightier matters of the law, justice, mercy, and faith. But you ought to have done these and not to have left the other undone, you blind guides who strain out a gnat and swallow a camel. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you clean the outside of the cup and of the platter, but within they are full of extortion and unrighteousness. You blind Pharisee, first clean the inside of the cup and of the platter, 
that its outside may become clean also. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you are like whitened tombs, which outwardly appear beautiful, but inwardly are full of dead men's bones and of all uncleanness. Even so, you also outwardly appear righteous to men, but inwardly you are full of hypocrisy and iniquity. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you build the tombs of the prophets and decorate the tombs of the righteous, and say, If we had lived in the days of our fathers, we wouldn't have been partakers with them in the blood of the prophets. Therefore, you testify to yourselves that you are children of those who killed the prophets. Fill up, then, the measure of your fathers. You serpents, you offspring of vipers, how will you escape the judgment of Gehenna? Therefore, behold, I send to you prophets, wise men, and scribes. Some of them you will kill and crucify, and some of them you will scourge in your synagogues and persecute from city to city, that on you may come all the righteous blood shed on the earth, from the blood of righteous Abel to the blood of Zechariah, son of Berechiah, whom you killed between the sanctuary and the altar. Most certainly I tell you, all these things will come upon this generation. Jerusalem, Jerusalem, who kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to her, how often I would have gathered your children together, even as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings, and you would not. Behold, your house is left to you desolate, for I tell you, you will not see me from now on until you say, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. That's the end of the chapter. I have just a couple of thoughts that I'd like to share. First of all, when Jesus is starting to talk, he wants to make it clear that he is distinguishing between the law that the Pharisees and the scribes teach and the way that the Pharisees and the scribes live. The law is still from God and is still good and should lead them to do justice and mercy and have faith, like he says later. But the scribes and the Pharisees have been using the law to gain earthly position and power for themselves. But Jesus makes it clear that among men, all should be brothers. There's also a sense there where he's speaking to the scribes and Pharisees as a group, but he's also speaking to them in a way that he's saying, how will you be saved? Like he's still inviting them. He's trying to shock them, those who will listen into understanding what, he, what his message is. But then he ends talking to the group, saying that on them will come all the righteous blood that is shed on the earth, from the blood of righteous Abel to the blood of Zechariah, son of Berechiah. And it made me wonder, so why would they be responsible for all of that? And I think the way that Jesus is presenting it tells us, first of all, they condemn themselves because they say they wouldn't have done it, thereby acknowledging that they know these things have been done, and then they are going to do it later. And because they really should have known better, they have all of these examples. So they are, again, under more condemnation because they had more knowledge. And then even after saying all of these things so forcefully, Jesus uses the comparison that he would have gathered um, Jerusalem's children together, even as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings. And it's interesting to note that the chicks have to come to the hen's call to be gathered into safety. They have to decide to respond to the voice of the one who is calling them. So that's all for today. Thanks for listening. That is the Bible News Press segment for today, but not the end of our journey.